and welcome to another episode of the Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. And I'm Casey Coleman. What's going on, the Colster? Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, <laughs> Has anyone that called you that before? Is, uh, just you, really. Just, just you. But we are hanging in there. We got a fun, fun-filled show today. Uh, we are talking all things fun and games. Literally, it's going to be our top five board games, which I just want to say, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who made this request and we thought it was it was fun i think there's a lot of good conversations and uh i i don't know i love board games whenever someone says let's have a game night i get very excited how about you i love board games game nights especially i mean a lot of it in this past year i know a lot of people got back into board games i like to give board games as uh gifts to people that move to like a new house or a new home or anything like that or an apartment. I think games are just fun to have. And there's so many good games out there. There's so many. I mean, now I also know that like the market got saturated once that game uh, Cards Against Humanity came out. We then saw just like a tornado of variations of that game. And I feel bad because believe it or not, I feel like the original Cards Against Humanity was apples to apples. It was apples, to apples yeah. was like all the rage. I remember back in college, I used to plan like campus activities and we would have like apples to apples tournaments where like 300 students would show up. We would have them all sit down at tables. They'd be playing uh, different, you know, they, they play in little, it was like a tournament where they play for tickets and then they'd win prizes and we'd cycle them in and out. And then cards against humanity came and just blew that out of the water, you know, apples to apples. It was like, you know, the quote unquote, you know, funny card or win all card was kind of like the Helen Keller card. And now you look at a game like Cards Against Humanity that just makes that look like literal child's play. Absolutely filthy, which I guess is what people like about it. Just that adult theme to it. And I sometimes I feel ashamed when I play that game. Like I know I'm usually with friends that I'm comfortable with. But you ever play that game with people like you don't really know and you don't want them to judge you? Um. I've not done that, but there are similar games. There was uh, a game I got for Christmas. It was called Bad Friends. And I've played that with some people. And it is like, I mean, it's Cards Against Humanity. And it's actually even darker because you have to sit there and kind of rank your friends saying like, you know, who's most likely to start an OnlyFans or little things like that. And it just, yeah, board games have definitely, I think in the past uh, 10 years, taken a very interesting turn. It has. It's used to be in shoots and ladders and these little cute board games and Candyland, right? Candyland, oh and and now it's elevated to the most filthiest things. I love. So here's what I love about board games. I know there are some people out there that are like, uh, board games. Like it's just another things I have to follow rules with. Blah 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 blah. But I don't know. I feel like the moment someone says, "Let's have a game night." the competitive side of me automatically comes out. I am this person. And I don't know if you're like this, Casey, I care about playing by the rules. Huh? Which is, I know is kind of ironic because in life, I sometimes always find like the gray area in things. Well, I can, you but, give not, an but not with board games. I'm going to give you an example. When we play Uno, for example, Mm-hmm. people make up their own stupid house rules. Like you can put a plus two on top of a plus two and a plus four and a reverse. And then you can, sometimes people play where you can put doubles down and sometimes 
you can't. And sometimes you have to, you have to keep picking up a card until you find a card to put down. And I'm, can we just read the rules people? Yeah. So I don't mind, uh, you know, side rules or house rules or whatever, as long as they're clearly communicated. Because but that's I think... half the battle though, but I don't like to play with made up rules. That's what house rules are. It's a convenience rule. It's you want to play. I, think... I don't like that. I think sometimes the house rules can be, you know, they add a, they can add a fun layer to something. So most you know, of the I time, think- in my opinion, it does not. I think house rules ruined the game. There's a reason why the, the creators of the games have the rules because there's a certain way to compete in these games. And I don't want to, I want to be able to compete. I want to win. Mm, I, I, you know, I think, Okay, Monopoly, for example, some people will play with the house rules of, you know, if you land on free parking, you get $500 or, you know, you, you throw in all the money that gets collected throughout the game through taxes and stuff into that. And it kind of serves as a big pot for the game, which, first of all, how is Monopoly strategically built that no one ever lands on free parking? How That's is that? I don't understand that um i've played many, many, many times in the past year, and that spot has been landed on like six times out of. 800 million rounds well i'm sure that there is mathematically there's got to be someone out there who did percentages on which spots you land on the most but monopoly but that's okay so maybe it's not all house rules i think if it's a house rule that dramatically changes the game because putting some money on the free parking or whatever and then you collect it i think it's fine because it doesn't take away from the game. Well, I will say, hold on. So I've, uh, board games are really popular with my fiance and we'll go to his sister's house and we'll play with her and her husband. And Monopoly is one that's kind of in our rotation a lot. And there have been times where we've actually, we've had to do away with the free parking because it just, what ends up happening is if you end up landing on free parking at one point, it was like, I think the person got like almost like $6,000 so then that Jesus. person being, yeah, 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 yeah. We like to, you know, have some wine, play some board games. And it, it just turned into being, it was like, you can't compete here, you know? So I do think sometimes there's got to be some some grounding in it. And so I think we've, we've kind of modified it now that we put in like $500 and kind of cap it at that because it does get a little bit out of hand. You know who I can't stand? Who can't you stand? The people who don't read the rules before playing a game. So and then act like they don't care about the game. I care about the game. Like I'm the guy, we get a new board game. I open up the entire instructions. I read it thoroughly. Sometimes I go online for clarification to see what the actual rules are, what the expectations are. As a tactile learner, I kind of learn by doing a little bit. And I struggle in the beginning when someone's just kind of reading back and forth. And I definitely need those visuals. But, and Antonio, I think you know this about me, but it's time I share this with some of our listeners. So if I could have a superpower. This is real, by the way, folks. Yes. Like if you gave me an option to have like two superpowers. So so hang on. So you can choose from invisibility, mind reading, flying, transportation, being able to teleport, all of those. You would not choose any of those. Um, No, I like to think that I would, one of the, what I would like is if I could have a superpower, I would love to be able to communicate to other people how to, like the rules for board games or explaining complicated things, board games in particular, by blinking. 
That's so a I wish very I could specific superpower. I am a very specific person. Um, but think about how many times you want to play a game, and if you don't know the rules, you're like, uh, what? And if I could just look at you, blink my eyes, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'll play Settlers of Catan. I'll play Brisk. I'll do whatever. Like I just, I think the world would be a more fun place if people played board games more often. I think it would be fun to to just have fun, you know, I mean, you can look back at some of the earliest board games date back like centuries ago, people were looking for entertainment, right? You think of things like chess, backgammon, um, Chinese checkers, checkers in general, like these things have existed for years where people wanted a fun way to kind of mentally stimulate themselves. And I think board games are a lot of fun, but I think a lot of people sadly don't have the patience. One thing I love Antonio about having game nights is when we have game nights and we've had game nights together where it just turns into, it's like we put our phones down and then, you know, we're the wine's flowing, the lasagna's going food, all these kind of things. And, and you sit there and, and it's just a really nice night where you're, you're not distracted by, you know, all of the happenings in the world. It's so true. And I think you're onto something. And I always, whenever you've told me that that would be your superpowers, I always push back because I do think that there are, probably oh, yeah better superpowers. teleportation maybe yeah teleportation like ability to read minds all of those things are probably more helpful to society but but to your point you ever try to explain how to play a brand new game to someone it is so difficult miserable and not only that if there are multiple people in the room how annoyed do you get listening to someone else explain the rules when you know they're not telling them correctly Oh, it's you just painful. want to jump in, right? It's like you I crawl him out. I'm like, no, 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 that's not, but that's not the point. Like, you have to do it this way. And I'm definitely that person again because rules are very important to me in board games. And it's like probably one of my least favorite feelings in the world is listening to someone explain the rules to someone else. So we could oh it's I mean that, that has literally yeah. started fights in my house. Oh, absolutely. And it makes me sad. And I I know we'll get into our our top list soon and all these things but there's one game in particular that I got um for my birthday about two years ago and so it's a home it's a whole a card game based on the movie Home Alone and when I tell you like you would think it wouldn't be fun like you would think it's like okay that's very specific whatever when I tell you this is one of the most fun games I have ever played in my entire life um and it's a two-person game which, how hard is it to find a good two-person game, you know? Yeah, that's like, where. so how do you play the game? So, and I'm going to try to... you want to blink? <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish. If you yeah. blink fast oh, you, enough, maybe I'll know. get it. You can't feel it? I actually, uh, I'm curious to hear you explain how to play this game. So I'm going to try to summarize this really quickly because, first of all, it's like, it was a limited edition thing. So, like, I'm looking on Amazon right now and there's, like, one in stock and it'll probably never exist again. But essentially, what you need to know is... You play, you have the opportunity um, to play as either Kevin, where you're defending the house, or you play as the wet bandits who are trying to break into the house. And you have to steal like a certain amount of money if you're the burglars. And if you're Kevin, you're just trying to kind of defend. But you you lay down cards and there's dice involved and paint buckets. And and I'm already, I know pe- people are going to tune out. So I'll, I'll keep this very, very, very concise. But what we love about it, that it's so fun is very rarely have I played a board game where you know, Johnny and I have played back and forth like time and time again, and we'll rotate who plays who that every single time when we get down to the last like three cards, it is a nail biter 
it is an absolute nail biter. Like it's just really well constructed. And I think sometimes board games are well constructed board games are hard to find. I, um, there's nothing like finding a good board game that you just want to play. You know, there's, I have a similar board game to that, which I'm, I was surprised I really enjoyed it. And it's a little bit complex to start. It's one of those games that if I had to explain, it would be pretty difficult because even the rules make it difficult. But Monopoly, I don't know if anyone out there has played. Monopoly has a card. Everyone has played Monopoly. Well, no, this I meant, I meant the one I'm about to tell you. Um, yeah, okay. there's this new board game called Monopoly. Have <laughs> yeah. you heard of it? No. Which, uh, um, fun fact, based on the streets in Atlantic City, which was like down, not down the street, but I grew up in that area or near that area. That's true. And Monopoly is based on 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 in New Jersey. I will say the board game is at times a little bit nicer than the actual area, but that's okay. Continue. I cut you off. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about Atlantic City, and that is exactly the way to depict it. But um, so so Monopoly has a card game called Monopoly Deal. Have you played this before? Um, I think so. Okay. It's like a card game, right? It's a really, really fun card game. It's a stripped. I mean, it's kind of like the board game, but not really. It's a you have to play a lot of strategy. Uh, you still collect properties and it just like you can steal from one another. It becomes really, really competitive. And you can also play with two people. It's more fun with more. But I love a good strategy game. You know what games I don't particularly like? Word games. Oh, first of all, yes. Word <laughs> games like Scrabble, Bananagrams. Oh, oh my gosh. God. I, which I love. Oh, my gosh. Let's open I... this up because I every time I play those games, I always end up with like words like two, yours, mine, cat. like cat. Yeah, I can't. For whatever reason, my brain cannot scramble the word, the letters fast enough to create any decent word. Meanwhile, I quite am the opposite. I look at words all the time and maybe it's like uh, a, a slight form of uh, dyslexia where I just sit there and I rearrange them in my head. Like I even I know sometimes when I go to the dentist, and I'm laying down in the chair, like looking up at the ceiling. There's a little brand name on the the like light bulb that they make you look into and i i just rearrange those letters in my head constantly so i love serious? word games yeah i love word games oh jesus boggle word scrambles jumbles uh, anything like that um I are actually, you still I, do you still have your streak no so i for no. our listeners out there i was playing boggle with this woman for 10 over 10 years just back and forth on like our iPhones. I've been playing with this one for like 10 years. And then in COVID, I just, honestly, I got tired of it. It wasn't stimulating enough for me. And I just got kind of exhausted by it, but I was playing phone boggle for over 10 years with this one woman. And all I knew was her username and a picture. And then, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. That's incredible. Uh, but war games is one of them for sure. I do not enjoy it. Don't ask me to come over and play Scrabble. Not good at it. And the other types of games that I'm, I don't feel like is in, like it's not fun enough is Connect Four. I just feel like it's just a larger version of Tic Tac Toe. It is basically, but I mean, yeah. I think Connect Four, Connect Four is not, you know, you're not going to sit there and play Connect Four for like six hours in a row. Connect Four to me is like, you know, it's it's something you play like here and there. Um, I actually got Connect Four for Christmas and it was kind of fun again in, in quarantine and all these things and just being at home to do different things. But 
let's be yeah. honest, anything was fun during quarantine. That is true. Do you remember that we played? We were so desperate for human interaction that me and my wife and you and your fiance, we we played a virtual board game, I guess you can call it, called Jack in a Box, which is usually uh, I get I connect I get it through my PS4, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And you can basically log in on your phones from anywhere around the world with the codes. And we played together on Zoom. Yes, we did. That's how yes, desperate we, we were. And I think many people did that. I think, you know, and that's why I'm excited to kind of get into today's list, because I think there's going to be people who have played some of these things or maybe who are just kind of looking for other things to do. Or maybe quarantine and COVID got them into board games and now they're looking to kind of explore new ones. But I'm definitely competitive. Um, I would say I love word games. I'm not always great at strategy games. Oh, those I are think, the ones I'm best at. Yeah, I think sometimes I'm like, I just like don't have the patience or, you know, things like that. But word games are my are, are right up my alley. I love games where you get to be creative. Um, I used to be really bad at Monopoly as a kid because I was like too frugal. I would like not buy property uh, and duh, the name of the game is Monopoly. So you can't have a Monopoly if you don't buy anything. Isn't it funny though, how our, how our real life habits play out onto these board games sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I remember I was like, oh, like I, I'm going to save my money. I'm going to save my money. And I would always lose Monopoly horribly. Now that I'm older and, you know, I play a little bit more regularly. I've gotten much better at it, but not totally great at that. At strategy games, not that no, that's so that, and you're gonna notice, I think, on my list, there's two of them are strategic. I think you're gonna be surprised by some of the ones on my list, uh, but some of them are also like, well, you have to just think a little bit, you know, they're not just, uh, I mean, I guess all of them you have to think, but it's it's more, I guess, it is a little bit more strategy based. Um, Casey, have you ever in have you ever messed around with Ouija boards? Um, I know this is this is kind of uh, it may sound like out of left field, but th- there's a reason I'm asking. I never necessarily a Ouija board. I do have a, a spooky story, but I'll, um, I don't know that I've ever actually done a Ouija board. I want to know a spooky story. Well, tell your Ouija board story, and then I'll tell mine. Well, I don't have a specific Ouija board story that I can remember, but I can tell you, like, as a kid, I was always, I'm still am till this day creeped out by ghosts, things, because I, I don't know, I think ghosts are real. I know that's, that might be a whole nother conversation we can get into, but like, I believe spirits are real, ghosts are real. And here's a weird story. Here's a weird thought. As a kid in my like teenage years and college years, I thought, and I still to this day feel like I might have lost it. I feel like I could feel ghosts and I could talk to ghosts. Uh, what? I used to sometimes, like, if I'm in a certain area or so, I get this really overwhelming, chilled feeling in my body. Okay. And then sometimes I could, I see an image in my brain of what I think is a person that was in that area. Interesting. And this one time I walked into my friend's house and the moment I walked in, I felt this overwhelming, chilling feeling. I felt like uncomfortable. Uh Uh-huh. And I asked my friend, I was like, did someone die in this house? And he was like, yeah, how'd you know? And I was like, was it an old man? And he was like, yeah, the old man at this house died in this house before this. And 
I don't think I have that power anymore. Ooh, spooky. But I used to have that. And so I used to mess around with Ouija boards because I thought that's a way that you could talk. Communicate. Communicate. Turns out it's actually just complete psychology and it's just a silly board game made by like Hasbro or whatever. So you cannot wow. talk to experience in Ouija board. It's, it's, there's a whole psychological reason behind why Ouija board quote unquote work. But as a kid, I thought that they were real. Well, and yeah, I think everybody does. That's my spooky story. Um, wow. Well, so I, in college, I had a group of friends and we play a couple of games, some of which might be on my list today and I'll get into, but one night we were bored in college. So board, we decided to Like board, board games board? Uh, no, like we, uh, we were just bored. So we decided to have a seance. And a so a seance, like we wanted to summon like dead spirits oh i would never never would so, i be part of that so we you know we went on yahoo answers about like how to have a seance and we followed <laughs> the instructions obviously we were in a dorm so we had to kind of uh, be crafty but basically we had we recorded it because we were like if, if there's a ghost or anything on the channel whatever we need to be able to see it so we sat around like an electric uh a battery operated candle we like put out cheese and crackers or something because they said i don't know ghosts might be hungry or something what yeah we followed <laughs> we literally followed like wiki answers or whatever about how the, the steps to having a seance so we sit down and we're like you know doing incantations or whatever trying to channel the spirit and we were sitting around a little ottoman like a 20 dollar cube ottoman from uh, target so we're sitting there And, you know, we're just like bored. And so all of a sudden it like moves and my my friends are like, my friends are like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? Like my one friend, Mike was like, it moved, it moved. And like, like, what? No, it didn't. And the people are like, what what happened? What happened? What happened? So we like sit there, we keep doing it. We keep doing it. Maybe it moved again. It was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. My friends went back and watched. It was like a three hour, like, I don't know how it was maybe not three hours. It was like two hours though. They went back and watched the recording and they're like, Oh my God, it moved. It moved. It moved. It moved. Like they're freaking out. Like, Oh my God, we channeled spirits. Antonio. I moved the Ottoman. <laughs> like I was just bored. And I was like, I'll spice it Did up. Did they know this? Did they know yeah, that yeah, you yeah, were yeah. the response? Oh, I, I, it would be hysterical. If, uh, until this day, they thought that they summoned the ghost yeah. and yet the whole time you were bored and you just moved the yeah. I, Well, and I moved the ottoman and I remember, I mean, they started to kind of obsess over it. And a couple of days later, I was like, okay, I can't like let them think that this is real. So I just was like, I have a confession. Like I moved the ottoman and, you know, they didn't talk to me for like two or three days, but you know, we still chat here and there. That so. is so funny. Yeah. Go- ghosts are weird. Um, I be- yeah. I believe. Yeah. Oh, I think there's something paranormal out there for sure. I think this universe is too big and too expansive. And I think there's a lot of things out there. And that's why I think we need board games to distract ourselves. Um, from the ghosts. From the ghosts. There you go. Fantastic. I can't wait to talk about our board games. I'll be honest with you. I don't actually know where you stand on which board game. So this is, I'm going into this. I'm excited. Completely blind to to what you may have. So, and I um, will say, I yeah. really, 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 really struggled 
with the top five, because I, as I thought about it more and more kept coming to me. And then I was trying to, I was trying to be strategic about why certain things were there. And then in the 11th hour, right before we sat down, I kind of made it, I made an audible. I switched, um, a big, big, big contender got knocked out of my top five because when I really, 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 really thought about it. Um, and I think there's some controversial, uh, I have some controversial opinions here. I think, well, and it's true. I had to yell at him because we needed to start it. We needed to start the recording because he was flipping his top five. So I want to make, I want to make clear as well. When we're talking about board games, we, we, we're including cards, right? So Uno cards. Yeah, cards. You know, I think any kind of things that fall in the games category, um, you know, so I, and maybe if there's something that's controversial, our viewers can tell us if it counts or not. But I think, um, these, at least any on my list would, would count as, uh, in the fun and games board games kind of category, which I would say in another world or in another lifetime, one of my dream jobs would be to work at a company like Mattel or Hasbro, just to kind of put games together. I think the packaging of board games is fun. I get excited. Like I get sad Antonio that a lot of, you know, Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. You know, if I want to find board games, I need to be combing through Amazon or looking on Target's website or going down, you know, the aisles at Target just to see what they have. And sometimes it's so it's so limiting because I just miss the the feeling of walking down and seeing the fun colored packaging. So and, much you know, fun when you go to Target or Walmart and you just go through that section to see what new board games there are. Absolutely. It's so fun. All right, let's get into it, sir. Do you want to go first or should I? So Antonio, as we get into it, I'll start with my top five. I think it's a little bit controversial, but my top five board games of all time coming in at number five. Guess who? Are you kidding me? No, why? Casey, that's my number five. Shut up, really? I did never in this world thought that you played Guess Who. Oh my and that God. would be I, on your list. Are you kidding I me? I loved Guess Who as a kid. Are so, you kidding me? No. This is the okay. most shocking one ever. I did not think that anyone would have Guess Who in their top five. Nevertheless, we both have it on the same. And we've oh never talked gosh. about this. I know. Yeah. Why have we like never played? First of all, I have Guess Who. It's phenomenal. Um, so one of the reasons why Guess Who is in my top five, which, and we'll get into this list because I think there might be other surprises too, but it's mentally stimulating. Yes. Two people can play. Yes. It moves relatively quickly to where if you want to play again, like you really do have the ability to play, you know, you could play, you play through the whole deck, honestly, you know, like if you just reshuffle, you could play it, you know, 10 times in a row and not necessarily get bored of it. But what I love about guess who is it's a game for two people. I think it is very hard to find uh, board games that can be played you know, by two people. I think, yeah, there's checkers and battleship and some of these other ones that, you know, maybe aren't as fun or sometimes there's too much strategy, right? I don't know if battleships on your list. I personally think it takes a little bit too long to play at times because you're just, you're quite literally shooting bombs into the ocean. Honestly, I don't, uh, we could talk about this. I don't have it on my list and I, it gives me too much anxiety. mm, Yeah. I I just want to know where the battleships are I, I don't have the patience for that yeah game. but guess who to me it's just so fun um and I mean they, they've like there's a couple new iterations of it where they've kind of updated it and stuff like that and I just think it's so 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 fun because you'd sit there and be like all right you know is your person wearing a hat and if they were like it's just it's a lot of fun so that for me is why it's in my top five I think 
especially as a two person board game over this past year, it was something to look forward to, to be like, all right, you know, like, is your person David or whatever, which I don't know if you remember the commercial, but I remember that from the commercial be like, I, that little like blonde haired boy would be like, I know it's David. Yes. I remember that. I, so this is amazing. I did not think people appreciate it. And here's the ironic part of this being also my number five is I can tell you, I have not played this game in over a decade. Wow. And it's still one of those games that I absolutely love. And I just don't think I have someone to play with, except now I know how you feel about uh... it. Here's my only disappointing thing with Guess Who. You did talk about having different versions of it, but there really aren't any different variety in how you play the game. I wish that there was sometimes like, it feels like sometimes it's too easy. And I wish that it was a little bit, but I do like the fact that you get to look at your board, be strategic about knocking down or asking certain questions. How fun was it to like, oh my God, how fun, how satisfying was it to like, when you would knock down like a whole row of them and they would just all fall like that soothing, like that, that little clasp clasp noise it makes when it falls. Yeah. So, Oh so, my God. So, so like, do, 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 and then you would get nervous. The one thing I would say, I wish they, they, they do. And, and maybe there's a, this exists in another version. It's not very diverse. Oh, not at all. Especially um, the original one with this dude, <sighs> this kid who has like a, it's like all blonde people. And yeah, like, all, there's, first of all, and I think in the original, there was like maybe like five women. Like what? Why right. would it be a 50-50 split? Well, and that's the, exact. Well, so that's a thing. And I wonder, well, I guess not. I, I guess the more variety you have or differences you have makes the game a little bit easier because there's not that much. to. So you can easily knock stuff down. But at the same time, I feel like get creative. And the wow. new, I'm looking at the new one and it does have more diverse individuals in it. Yeah, I, you know, I know last week we talked about sexy cartoons, but there were some, uh, there were some good mugs in this game. I won't get into it. Uh, You know, one or two. Um, And then I see there's some people I'd be friends with. So can we play guess who? And I can ask, does he have a mustache? Kind of like that. That would be fun. Isn't that how you play the game? Yeah, but I meant to figure out who you thought was sexy. That's what I Oh, meant. oh, oh. Guess who I have a crush on. Yeah, yeah guess sure. who you have a crush on. Yeah, um, who needs to go to right. therapy? I'm, I know in the past we've said that if any of our uh, our items ever matched, we would donate to charity. We need to really... We will do that. that because that, yeah. I think that there's a fun way, uh, a fun way to do this. Uh, can I tell you my number four? Of course. My number four is a game that requires thinking and skill. Okay. And it does involve words, but not in the same way as Scrabble or Bananagrams. My number four, Casey, is the game Taboo. <gasps> okay. Oh, I'm, I, you're excited. Okay. So I love Taboo because I love getting people to guess things, and I also like guessing things. And... I think having not being able to say certain words really means you have to get so creative with how you describe a word. So if you've never played Taboo, I'm going to attempt again. I'm blinking really quickly in hopes that people will uh, will be able to learn how to play it without me actually explaining. I mean, it. I think most people understand the so? concept of Taboo. Yeah, I think it's pretty popular. Um, All right, it's so actually, I won't go into it. It's actually my number three. Ooh. So I, I will say that um, 
very simply, it's you got to it's a word association game. So there's you know, if the word is fan, there's going to be five words on the card you can't say. Which and, would be like air blow. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I love Taboo. I similarly agree with you. I think it's a really fun game, especially with like a group of people. It's also something you could play with one other person just to kind of, ha- it's not as fun, I think, but oh my gosh, we love Taboo in our family. Um, it's like catchphrase, but it's way harder because there's obviously words you can't say. Um, I have laughed very hard playing this game before Same. because sometimes, you know, when the, the timer's going down, you're trying to spit it out. You're like, come on, come on. Why don't you get it? Why don't you get it? And so this was one of the games I played in college, Antonio. We used to play it like once a week. We play Taboo and we would, my freshman year, um, we would call them like all-star cards where if we, like a really hard card um, came through, we would stick it on our bathroom mirror. Ooh. And so I still to the de- still to this day, remember one of the hardest cards um, that I picked up was, it was BLT. And you couldn't say bacon, lettuce, tomato. You couldn't say bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayo, or sandwich. Ah. I'm like, uh. That's a good one. Yeah. So we would like, you know, stick them on our mirror if we came across really hard ones. But I think just Taboo is a lot of fun. It's a really good, like I said, a group game. And that's why for me, it was in my top three. It's in now, my top three. Let me ask you this. Were you, did you play board games as a kid or did this happen as you got older? Because Oh, as I got older. Right. Okay. So I was, my, my parents didn't really play board games and I was also the only child till I was eight years old. And then we, you know, came to America, blah, 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 blah. I never really played board games with anyone until like card games. I have like Uno was popular, but I never played board games until I was like in my teenage years and into my adult life. Absolutely. Well, now as an adult, I mean, that's like my, that's the new thing, right? It's, Oh, I'm not going to the club, but Oh, we're going to play. We're going to play guess who tonight, you know? Yeah. No. Okay. So we're, we're both on the same page. Wow. So that's my number four. Uh, I know you're number three. What is your number four? Uh, so my number four, and this, this was one I definitely played as a kid. Like we played down the shore. We play with, you know, cousins and things like this. This game was so tumultuous as a kid. So it's a board game. Ooh. Many of you probably know it. And it is the board game. Sorry. How many fights have been started? Antonio. Every single time we would play this, somebody in my family would cry. Like I would cry, my sister would cry, a cousin would cry, like somebody would cry. Um, Cause it was like mob mentality. You'd start to gang up on people. And what's so fun to me about Sorry, right? Is it's, it's pretty simple, right? The rules are self-explanatory. Each card you pick up, like explains what you need to do. You can only move from start with like a one or two, I think. And then like, I think the seven card is only backwards or whatever, like just... I think it's really well executed. It's a little bit more basic, but I think it's fun for kids. I think it's fun as an adult. Um, and I just, I loved playing it as a kid because it was like, you just never knew how it was going to pan out. And there's nothing more satisfying sliding your, your, your piece down, you know, the, the slidey part. And then if you knocked someone out, you'd be like, sorry, you know, like it was like in our family as if we were auditioning for American Idol, like, sorry, you know, just really getting into it. So, you know, the first time I ever played that game was with you and our coworker Emily at work. Oh my God, yes. And that was the first time I had ever played it. I've heard of it, never played it. And she's extremely competitive too. 
literally one she could be an olympian with how competitive she is correct which i appreciate because i like playing with other and that was one of those games casey where i turned into a beast i hated it because you're right naturally you start ganging up on people yeah and and it turns into survival yeah and then you have to like i remember pleading my case of why you shouldn't come after me and it gets like really uncomfortable and to me that's what's fun about it obviously it's a little bit limited because you know only really four people can play at once but it to me with the right few people it's a lot of fun i'm pretty sure after that we like didn't talk for like five minutes um, it was rough well because we were also this was like in the beginning of our i think our relationship development <laughs> and I, i'm cutthroat and so you know so was yeah. emily and you yeah, were I get I mean, it, you I get into it too. Yeah, you get into yeah. it too. And it's like to me, it's, it's depends on my mood sometimes, but oh I can get into it. I'm absolutely. a good uh lawyer at times where I'm like, no, you need to get him because he's got two there, blah 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 blah. Oh, I'm the best at it. Oh, 100 percent which is why I don't like to play that game with um with, with kids because I feel like I can't be who I need to be. <laughs> yeah, I can't right? believe them. I yeah, can't yeah, believe yeah. them essentially. Wow. All oh right, God, Antonio. That's hysterical. All right. So you got What's your number three. I got guess who? I got taboo. Number three, my friend, is scattergories. Wow. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. I love thinking of words that come to mind with categories. And so I love being able to like be so creative with um alliteration because you get two points if it's alliterative and it's like double word and if you've never played essentially you get a card with categories on it there's a die with letters a through z and then you you have like a minute to come up with a word for every single yeah uh, so categories and it will be like you know items in this room uh gemstones uh zodiac signs things like that exactly and the hardest part is to make sure you don't have the same one as someone else because then you don't get points. And it gets so competitive when you use words that are like a little bit of a stretch and you have to try uh, yeah. to plead your case for it because you can challenge someone and if mm-hmm. and then the group can vote for it not to count. And I've been and on that. I, end of oh, it. so any other thoughts or feelings on categories? Uh, and besides the fact that I really love it and I've gotten into fights and I'm very competitive and want to play by the rules. No, that's it. Okay. Well, so I need to say categories, Antonio is my number one. <gasps> I love categories. And so for all the reasons you said, and I'm just going to double down a little bit about, to me, it has all the right elements, right? It's got fairly simple rules. Anyone can kind of play um it's very easy to keep track of because you know there's a timer then once the timer's up you just sit you go around the circle and like you x off if you're like oh i wrote couch and you wrote couch you know you cross it off or whatever um and to me it's like it's almost infinite fun because there's i think in a standard game there's like maybe 15 or 16 lists you know when you figure there's 12 category 12 cards on a list and then when you times that by 26, it is like, to me, there's just endless combinations, right? Like you could play that t- game time exactly. and time and time again. You could do list one with every letter of the alphabet. And that's, that's 26. That's what I love itself. about it, Casey. It's, it's, it's never the same. 
like some games there it's like you got to go through it and you play it and then it's you know, repetitive. a matter of luck or whatever yeah, yeah. you're right you're absolutely right it, that's oh. why it's so high on my list i mean it's your number one which is really shows how great the game is categories and i will say like i i really really try to think about you know one of the reasons why it's so high for me is like i said i just think it has a level of ease that you know people be like i'm not good at this but i'm not good the first round i play like i'll sit there and i'm like uh and i just it'll be like jay and i'm like juice jackal jackal jump jump like you just yeah you just think of the same thing over and over again and then as you start to play it's a really good like brain teaser so if you ever like you know you gotta take the sats in the morning do a categories card in the morning get your gear juices flowing or you got a big presentation or something it's a great tip but i love categories i have actually gotten into fights really 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 big fights um playing that game i believe it for example um, most recently over winter break, I, myself, my fiance, we played with his sister and her husband and Antonio, it came up with, it was like, um, items you bring to a party and the letter was E. Okay. So I said empanadas. What's wrong with that? Uh, you know, I asked the listeners out there, would you bring empanadas to a party? Absolutely. I was voted down so what? hard when we played. Oh, like, I would have flipped a table. I would have, oh. I'm telling you, Casey, I would have flipped. I thought it was going to be more, I thought you were going to say like elephant, like you bring an oh, elephant no. to a party. Yeah, the elephant in the room. Surprise, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, we, and it's a lot of fun because well, that's it goes, the thing. It's a stretch. Like some of these are stressed. You got to get creative. And sometimes you're like, exactly. well, technically, when yeah. you're playing categories, you can't duplicate on your list. That's so you can't true. put, you know, which, so it really challenges to come up with 12 unique answers. Um, and we've gotten into fights and it's always, you know, good, a good time overall. But what I love about it too, is depending on your group, then that depends on how the vote goes. Like I'm very liberal. I'll be like, oh, that's really clever. Or, you know, I'm always trying to fight for the alliteration. So if it's like famous people and it's the letter F, I'm, you know, Farrah Fawcett, cause you might get that two points there. Wow, or, that's a good one. You know, I try to think outside of outside of the box so to me categories is my ultimate number one favorite invite me over i'd love to play categories we even in quarantine played categories virtually and then that's how we learned we had two different cards (laughs) antonio was playing with a newer set and we were playing with an older set and we're like all right we're doing lists you know we're like that doesn't make sense for that we're like what do you mean we you know we wrote down uh Justin and you wrote down like horseradish and we're yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah we're like uh oops doesn't make sense so categories is my number one I did not realize we were so close in board games I, this is and, and by the way I wanted to mention sorry almost that was a switch I made wow uh, and, and that was that's in my honorable mention so that closely wow all right so we know you're number five you're number four we're missing we are number two yes so okay so then I'll go with my number two and we talked about this already and i felt the enthusiasm in your bones so i'm wondering if this is your number two and my number two is monopoly Ooh, okay oh not, it is okay. not my number two wow okay first of all the lack of their the lack of energy no monopoly was my that was my audible in down. the last oh. second it, it was it, it was literally in my top five and then it got knocked out so I want to make a case for Monopoly because I know that there are people out there that absolutely hate Monopoly. They, I agree with you. Right? So the, the, the first reason why I love Monopoly is because there are so many different variations of the board. I had a Red Sox one. They have an office one. 
They have so many specific like cheese monopoly. Yeah, all there's so of many that. monopolies. There's so many different types of monopolies. Monopoly has a monopoly on monopolies. That's also true. Monopoly has a monopoly on monopolies. And here's what I learned. So I used to hate Monopoly until I learned that I wasn't playing the right way. Now, what Tell I was, me more. Okay. So I didn't know that if you landed on, on a property and you did not want to buy it, it goes up for auction automatically. What? Yes. <gasps> See, you're not playing right. You're not playing right, Casey. You're Are not you playing sure? Right. I'm a thousand. No. Don't don't come at me. Uh, I'm a thousand I play percent sure. A lot. Well, you're not playing by the rules because you're not reading the rules right. If you it's choose controversial, if you choose, it's not controversial. It's in the rules. If you choose to not purchase it, it goes up for auction to the other people, and this is why it takes people forever to play because they go, I don't want it, and then no one can buy it until someone lands on it. That's not how it works. So it forces you to <gasps> spend your money early on. Wow. Exactly. I, right. You just rocked my entire world. How, and so that's why it's actually really fun because you have to purchase it or it goes up for auction. And then as you go broke, you know, you have to start selling your things wow. off and there's an order and how you sell stuff off. It, it, I'm telling you, Casey, it's a game changer. It changes wow. the entire game. It does. Because I imagine it makes the game move a little bit faster. You Yes. And it forces you to say, well, if I don't want it, then I, it goes up for, for sale. And it just makes things more interesting amongst everyone. Wow. So you're, I'm going to have to bring that to my next uh, game night. You have to read the rules for Monopoly. There's so many little things that you just go, oh, it's not meant to be seven hours long. We've just been playing it wrong the whole time. So people read the rules. So my, I love the Monopoly. I hate when I'm losing, but I love when I'm just like taking over everyone's crap and they land on my properties and they're broke. And I'm like, like you owe me money. I don't have ruthless. I don't care. Wow. I um, know that. Love That's Monopoly. Awesome. So I will say Monopoly is in my honorable mention. It was, it was in my top five. And then at the last second, I just made a switch because, and I'll, I think I'll explain why. Um, some of what I was factoring in was um, how long have I liked playing it, um, the ease of it, how much fun do I have while having it. And I love Monopoly. I would say once a month I'm playing Monopoly kind of with my fiance's family and stuff like that. Like we've really come to enjoy it. They have like the deluxe version with like gold pieces. Yes. It's massive. They've actually combined like two other games. So there's more money. Like it's a lot of fun. Um, and it was really, this was a really, really, really hard call for me. And I'm, I'm sure for some people it's controversial. Now, if you're listening at home and you're saying like, oh, I hate Monopoly, I would encourage you play again. I and think play Monopoly, by the rules. well, I just think in general, like when I was a little kid, I hated Monopoly, right? Because when you're a little kid and you're fidgety and you're like picking your nose and, you know, wanting to like run outside and chase cars um, and just like, you have all that energy when you sit down and play Monopoly and it, it feels like it's going to take forever, right? Like it's, it's, it's going to take hours upon hours upon hours to play. I'll also say, I think Monopoly is a game that's better when there's like four or five players. Agreed. At because least four it's, players. It's more fun. Yeah. When you're playing now, when you're playing Monopoly with two people, to me, that's not, that's like, that's where it becomes arduous. That's where it's not fun. Cause you're just sitting there. You're kind of going back and forth. But I think if you play with like three, four five, even like six people, it's fun. It moves a little bit quicker. Property is a little bit more of a commodity. So there's some of that stress to, to, to buy it. And um, I would say if you haven't played in a while, um, and maybe you did in quarantine, I just, I think it's gotten a lot more fun. I, I think um, it has a bad rep. That's all. 
Yes, I agree with you. Um, and, you know, because usually it's like, well, someone has to be the banker and all these other kind of things, but it's definitely fun. It It's basically my number six. Um, and I really, okay. I truly struggled to get this in there because it, it has like, it stood the test of time. You know, I think everybody thinks of that as being the board game to end all board games. And, and it's pretty good. And so if you haven't played in a while, I would revisit it. I will say I went to Target a couple months ago around Christmas. I was looking for gifts and it broke my heart because there was like a, it was like Monopoly. I think it was called like Monopoly Speed Edition. And it literally said on the box, Antonio, it said like, you can play in 20 minutes or less. I'm like, how sad is that as a society that Monopoly has to come with like a, a warning? Because that's the biggest kind of- complaint. Yeah, it's, that's what it with is. the right people, people are not playing the right way with the right people and a glass of wine and by a glass of wine. I mean, a bottle of wine. Yeah. It be a lot of fun. In these times. Yeah. There you go. Wow. That's wow. fantastic. Let me get, let, let's go through your... my number one. I, and, okay. So I'm going to give you my number one because we already know yours and I, and I want to know your number two. Casey, this game is a game I've been playing for so long and I wish more people would play with me because I find it to be so much Fun. I cannot wait to relive this game with my son. And that game is life. <gasps> wow. And here's really? the Tell thing. me more. That is one of those games that I feel like is allows me to live vicariously through my character that I'm playing with. You get to choose whether you go to college, you get to switch careers. You get to have babies and get married. You get to like things happen along the way. It feels like every time you play, you kind of get a new life. And something about that for some reason, there's some strategy, but it's just like, it's so laid back. It makes me feel accomplished sometimes when I'm like, oh, I went to college and I'm paying my loans back and now I'm a doctor. But then sometimes you're not a doctor. You're an artist making not much money. No offense to artists, but and then you can like change careers if you want to. Casey, for some reason, there's this really great feeling I get when I play life. Wow. And I absolutely love it, which is why it's my number one. Wow. I So I will say I haven't played life in probably over 10 or 15 years. It's been a really, really, really long time. I do love the, the little spinner. I think the spinner is fun. Um, but I'll be honest, I don't think I ever loved it that much and maybe i need to revisit it so maybe you know once we get hit with that vaccine i'll come over and we can play what was that um is that what people what? are is that what people are saying is that how they're saying it in the streets yeah yeah vaccine? That vaccine? i don't know i'm just trying to be excited and, and normalize people getting a vaccine because science is important so what i'm trying to say um is <laughs> i haven't played in a long time but i think one of the reasons why i never loved life was because that sounds so sad. I don't love life. I don't love um, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just because it's very heteronormative. That's true. From what I remember, like, it's like there's blue pieces and there's pink pieces. And I would have, as a kid, probably gravitated more towards the pink pieces than the blue pieces. And like having a wife or kids or having a partner, I don't know. So well, I probably... to be fair, it says that you got married. It doesn't say that you couldn't choose who you were with. Oh, I, and I, I'm I'm just looking at pictures on the box and it's just, you know, a man and a woman and like two kids. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm basing that off of. But maybe I need that's to revisit fair. it and play it. I do also love how colorful it is. I think it's a very fun, like when I think of board games. Yeah. 
Well, it's I was going to say that the actual board game itself is my favorite. It has a little hill. It has a fun little spinner. Yeah, dimension. It's so cool. It's it's so much fun. We should play wow. it. We should. So All I right, tell us your that. number two before we get into honorable mention. Of course. So my number two, um, which I have a feeling it's not very well known. And so I'm going to try to make a case for it. Is this and, uh, the is this the cro- uh, Cracklin' Oat brand of no, board games? No, 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 no. It's not the Cracklin' Oat brand, you jerk. So uh, my number two uh, is a board game that goes by the name of Balderdash. <gasps> that was in my honorable mention. I wow. knew you were going to have that. I didn't put it on there because I didn't really think people knew it and it wasn't as iconic. I love Balderdash. Can you please tell people what that of is? Of course. Wow. So I'm going to try to make the case for it. Um, so Balderdash to me is one of the best games of all time, but you have to play with the right people. So that's why it didn't make my top five. That's the Absol- only reason because I've played absolutely. with people who are not creative and it's not fun. Oh, absolutely. But I will say, and for anyone that knows me or knows of me, this is like right in my wheelhouse. I'm phenomenal at this. Most times we'll play with like my fiance's family and I I win every time. Um, so basically how Balderdash works is it's a game that features interesting and unbelievably true content and categories about people, words, initials, and movies. And so you'd pick up a card and let's say it's like, uh, it, it'll be a movie title. And, in, um, you know, for example, it'll be Hambone and Hill and everybody that, so that's a real movie. It actually exists. And all the people playing have to write down what they think the plot of Hambone and Hill is. And then you, as the person who picked the card, you have to write down what a fake answer and then you shuffle that in with the real answer. And then people have, it's all about bluffing. And people have to try to guess like what's true um, versus what the real answer is or what's fake. And so essentially everyone votes on which card they believe contains the true answer. And then, and I'm reading this from the website. It says the real fun begins when the phony definitions are read along with the legitimate ones. And you can earn points by fooling other players into believing your bluff. Um, or if you choose the right answer and if yours closely matches what the actual answer is, you get like extra points for that. And when I tell you, Antonio, I used to play this in high school with like my core group of friends. I still, to this day, like I crack up thinking about like, about answers in this game. Like I've straight up cried tears. I've laughed so hard. My stomach hurts. I've laughed so hard that I've gotten hiccups. And can I just say something real quick? Mm-hmm. You, there are some games that we mentioned that are not that great when you're drinking. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. think categories is that easy while you're drinking. I find it to be very difficult to play because you got to concentrate a little bit, but Balderdash, in my opinion, if you've had a few drinks, makes it that much funnier. Oh, absolutely. And I have to say too, so what's fun about Balderdash, right? So uh, an example I shared, uh, you know, is there'll be real, real movies in there or, you know, it, or it's a person, right. Or, you know, it'll be like, guess the initials and it'll be like YPJ. And you have to try to figure out what YPJ stands for. And it's like, you would never know what some of these things mean. And it just absolutely cracks me up. And it's so fun. It's a and ton the of plots fun, are, folks. The plots are always ridiculous to things like, for example, I think it was the one Hambone and Hill because it's so ingrained in my memory where the actual answer was like this woman and her dog like shuffle across America. Um, and you're like, who would even like, 
why would that exist? Like who would, who would think of that? And it's just always a really, 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 really good time. Um, and I, it, you got to play with the right people. Um, and it's 100%. good to play with, you know, probably like four or more people, but it is so fun. It's, I will say it makes a great gift. Um, I definitely recommend, yep. um, you know, if you know people who are moving or things like that, I think board games make a great gift. And to me, Balderdash is that. So that's my number two. Beautiful. I think this was our best top five list we've ever. Yeah. We have great board points. Board games are fun. We have great points. I don't think there was anything like out of the ordinary, you know, like a Rosie O'Donnell or, <laughs> All right. or a Jack brand. Frost yes. kind of answer. Oh, yeah. I think these were solid. I think we did a really good job. Uh, before we head on out of here, sir, tell me what's on your honorable mention. What were you considering? So- I mean, Monopoly, obviously, for all the reasons we mentioned. Another honorable mention for me, Scrabble. I love word games. Um, I think Scrabble's fun. Um, I will say Scrabble is more fun to me playing it, like, electronically than it is, like, actually, because it's annoying to count up the points and things like that. Um, And my other honorable mention, I don't know if you've ever played it, Antonio, but it's a card game uh, known as Phase 10. Love Phase 10. That's another game, though, I like to play on my phone because it's too much point tracking. Mm, yeah so phase 10 those were kind of my my honorable mentions uh and, but board games are just fun in general so how about you what was so i had mention? i told you i had sorry i had balderdash which is is a close sec you know that that's my number six if i can say uh if, if i were to have a number six there was a a board game called seen it do you remember this yes i loved seen it it's a movie based board game and what was really cool is it would come with a dvd that you would play and then have like a little board game. So it was kind of like a hybrid virtual experience and you would click on whatever category you had to, uh, you had, you got, you fell on and then you would have to like watch a movie clip and it would say something like, Oh, what was the character wearing? Even though you might've been looking for what the exactly, movie was. Looking for it was a lot else. of fun. And they have a Disney version. Oh my God. They have a twilight version. So you can, you wow. could, you could get a scene it based on, whatever your favorite movie or music was. So that was on there. And Cranium was also on there. One of my favorite board games. Um, It's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of uh, acting. Uh, I mean, there's literally four categories. It's sketching, wordplay, acting, Mm -hmm. and solve. So that's probably like four of my favorite categories. There's so many. I could, I mean, I really, I could come up with. And it came with the little Play-Doh that you can mold. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, there's so many good games out there. And, you know, if you haven't played a board game in a while, maybe pull one out or, you know, call up your friend and and, uh, have a socially distanced game night if you need to. But board games are fun. I think I do genuinely believe in my heart of hearts, the world would be a better place if more people played board games. And that is why I have to say that if I could just blink and explain how to play games, I think the world would be a better and brighter place. And who would want to rob a bank if they were playing Monopoly? Exactly. Boom. So, folks... What do you think? What are your top five board games? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? And make sure you're following us at the Enlisted Podcast on Instagram for weekly updates and fun conversations that we that we interact with. So, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. And I'm Casey Coleman. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Enlisted Podcast. Want more of these podcasts? Be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Be part of our full show experience by engaging with us at the Enlisted Podcast on Instagram. Until next time.